Hello and welcome to Vet Club. Uh, we're back with, uh, I just came up with a topic. I uh, had some things that come up at work about client communication and I thought we would talk about some of those things. Boring. No, it's not. It's pretty fun. I don't know. Maybe maybe people will think it's boring. I guess everybody can decide for themselves. Uh, if you get bored, you can just walk away and I'll talk to myself. Um, it's not very good communication. I don't know. I, I think it might be. <laughs> I think that just, just depends. Uh, you know, if you're not holding up your end of the conversation, I could probably, I'll just, that's not very good communication. I'll do, I'll do impressions of you. <laughs> I'll just do this myself. <laughs> yeah, that's silly. No. Um, there's some specific scenarios um, that we all run into in veterinary medicine. And I thought it would be fun to kind of chat about some of those scenarios and things that I have kind of found that work for me over the years. And so the, the, the scenarios that I'm thinking of are issues where you have a client who either is also a medical professional or a client who has like a friend or a loved one who is like a veterinarian and uh, different situations, you know, uh, I deal with differently, but uh, these are, they can be tricky situations depending. And I have come up with some things, I've developed some things over the years that like work pretty well. And uh, I share my thoughts on these, uh, you know, pretty frequently. So I thought, yeah, we can chat about that. I was Everybody's talking. a medical expert now. No, that's not true <laughs> at you all. You just Google it. Exactly. And that does not make you a medical expert. Uh, my cat so the threw end. up. But some people think Google that it makes this. you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's actually not even the problem. Uh, those, you know, whatever. Uh, I actually don't mind those clients who are looking things up for themselves because like they care, they want to learn. And I can be like, oh, well, let's work through this together and show me the references that you have found or what are the resources? Let's go through them. I can share, oh yeah, this is good or this is not so good. And uh, and actually, so I wasn't planning on talking about that, but we can talk about that too. <laughs> um, so I love like if you have clients that uh, have searched on Google or have found some other things, um, the, the quickest way <laughs> to shut that down uh, is to engage them is to say, oh, okay, yeah, tell me what you found. Let's let's hear what you've got. Happy to look over that. Um, and then, you know, give them some advice or, or your thoughts on why that's good or why that's bad or, or ideally, here are the good things. Here, Yeah, here are the things that on that webpage that are correct. Here are some things that are either misleading or, or you know, maybe it's not the whole story. Um, and then follow up with, here are some references or some sites that yeah. I do like. It's good to look at it too because then you see what people are looking up. Yeah, like, no, they're not the only ones that are going to Google exactly. stuff. Everybody's going to, and they're probably going to come up with the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. This is this is a weird thing. That Google is up. pretty accurate. When you search something, it will. Yeah, it'll find what's the out there. Things. Yeah, it's going to find what's out there. I had this was several years ago, um, and somebody was saying like they somebody brought in a puppy um, with parvo, and they were adding bleach to the water to try to treat parvo. This was like five, ten years ago. It was a long time ago. Um, and I was just like, what? There's no way you can find this. Like nobody's telling you to do that. Nope. Boom. Googled it. There it is. There's a bunch of stuff. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? Um, now some of them, you know, there was kind of a running the gamut. It was like a little bit of bleach in the water, which is no, not something you should do, but it wasn't like straight bleach. And I, so I can ima imagine somebody without medical training being like, well, yeah, bleach is going to kill the virus. You know, you should No, yeah. it's terrible. So, <laughs> but you're right. Like I, I would have thought there's no way there's anything out there that tells you to feed your dog bleach. Sure, sure there was. And it was more than one place. Yeah. Um, well, because it's not the sort of thing that you're going to Google like this. Yeah, why would, I'm not going to look that up. Because you already know. 
know the answer. Right. So yeah, exactly. So when, when somebody is bringing up, well, I found this information or I shared this, I'm like, yeah, all right, let's look at that together. You know, so engage them in that because one, I love it when clients are trying to learn, right? Like if you want to know more, this is a good thing. That curiosity is good. Um, and for me, it just means they care, right? Like they're trying to figure out what's going on with their pet. Now, sometimes they're motivated because they're trying to save money and they're avoiding this, but okay. Like it, at least they're trying, you know, to help their animal. And so working together um, has, that, that works way better. The other um, example, it would be, you know, clients that, they want to use, you know, herbal medications or quote unquote holistic treatments. Um, and again, if I can just be like, oh, you know, none, none of those are any good. They don't want to work with me now. They're like, okay, this is something that I think is valuable and should look into. We just shut down that line of communication. Instead, I go, all right, well, yeah, like, you know, share with me what you're doing. Um, and, you know, what I can do is you know, I'm, I'm not familiar with, you know, these things or some of them. Maybe I'm familiar with this one, but not that one. But what I can do is I can I can look into these um, and see what information I can find just to make sure there's nothing that says these are harmful or, you know, let me just see what I can find. And I, I can't think of a time where I made that offer and somebody was like, no, I already know everything is great. They were like, oh, cool. You are willing to look into this and, and give me your expert opinion. Um, so one, I admit like, hey, I'm not familiar with that right now, but I know where to go to look and I have the expertise to evaluate the information I find in a way. And then I'll come back and I'll say, this one seems pretty good. This is what I could find. Here's the issues with this one. This one you should definitely avoid because there's a study that shows this is taught. You know, and so if, mm -hmm. if you can come back with a list that is not everything is terrible and you're wrong about everything, they're going to also be pretty open. You can say, I, I just couldn't find anything on this one. So, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. And, and they're okay with that because I took a little time, made the effort um, to, well, to hear what was important to them. tell them what the doctor side is. So if they're giving yeah. it some sort of tea or something, well, mm -hmm. you can be like, well, this tea has this like exactly. inset or whatever in it. Yeah. So it's the same as giving it this. Yeah, exactly. And so sometimes I'm like, this so don't give sounds... it both of them. Right. Yeah. And so those are the things like, okay, if you want to try that, that's reasonable. And almost always I can find something to say like, oh, well, actually that would be really good if we were dealing with this, but because your pet has this, it probably isn't going to be beneficial. And so even that they're happy with that. Cause I wasn't just like dismissive. Oh, this is useless in all things. There's no point. It was like, oh no, there's actually some evidence that that's helpful for this. It's just probably not going to apply in this situation or, oh, that would be great if it were a dog, but this is a cat or who knows? Like there's all sorts of scenarios, but if you show a little interest in what they care about, um, you can start to build that trust in that relationship. And that's, you know, what I do in emergency, I'm not trying to build a long-term relationship where they're going to come back. And, you know, if you're doing, you know, general practice where repeat clients is a thing, that's really important. But even in ER, right? Like I want them to trust my recommendations and I have to listen to them in order to do that. So, um, yeah, engaging clients who are, you know, looking at Dr. Google is hugely helpful. And then bonus, you learn a little something, <laughs> which is also always a good thing. So yeah, that's, that's one thing um, that I use. That wasn't one of the original <laughs> scenarios that I was going to talk about, but that was uh, a good one. Um, the ones that I was thinking about discussing today are, again, when you have actual medical professionals, not you know, aspiring medical professionals. <laughs> so two scenarios. So we'll start with the, the client. So the person with the pet that they're coming to you is a medical professional. Um, so this could be some, any, any, you know, 
veterinary adjacent. So they could be in human health care, a physician, a nurse. They could be in veterinary uh, care. So a veterinarian, a technician, um, a receptionist, a student, a vet student. I, I get all of these things. And I, I like to say <laughs> that when you have healthcare workers um, as clients, um, they're either amazing or they're awful. And there's nothing in between. And that's not entirely true. There's obviously plenty in between. But um, but I like to say that. And then I tell like, when I teach like students and other people, I'm like, you either can be amazing or you can be awful. And you get to choose which kind of client you want to be. I feel like that's the only type of client you have. Like when do you ever have a, a client where it's just like, meh. I could have had it better. He could have done a little better, but he wasn't bad. Yeah. No, most of the time they're either really great or they're awful. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least the ones you remember, right? Yeah. The rest of them, they're fillers. But uh, I mean, there are those, right? Where they're like, yeah, they were great. They were pleasant. They were fine. They, were, they didn't cause any problems. Um, and, and honestly, to me, that is a great client. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's awesome. If you did not cause me any problems, you showed up, you did the things you were supposed to, you gave me the story, you listened to what I had to say, we, we moved that, that's it. That's a great client. So yeah, in that sense, they really is all or nothing. Um, but when it comes to healthcare workers, um, again, I think a lot of people recognize this, although not all of them have the self-awareness, but I think most people understand that you can have a lot of medical knowledge, but when it comes to your own loved ones, including your pets, sometimes that knowledge just falls right out of your ears. Um, like you just, the, the emotions get high when your own, you know, beloved pet is sick or injured. And, um, a lot of people don't handle that well, and that's okay. Like that's, that's why there are laws against treating your own like immediate family members in, in human medicine. Like you're not allowed to treat your spouse or your children, um, because there's a recognition that you aren't thinking properly. Your emotions are too high and, and you, you're not going to do a good job. It's not safe for anyone. And so um, I think some medical professionals are good at recognizing that and acknowledging that and saying, hey, <laughs> like what I'm thinking about this fr from my medical perspective is suspect. Like I can't trust that because I'm probably not thinking straight if, if my pet is not doing well. Uh, you know, I'm not talking about like standard normal like vaccines and stuff like that. I'm talking about your pet is sick or injured. Um, and, and yeah, it's, and some people recognize um, that on a normal day, I'm really smart and I know a lot of stuff, but right now in this moment, I'm an idiot <laughs> and I am freaking out. And, and the first example that I like, the like strong memory I have about this, um, uh, an example was when I was an intern, I was maybe like, I don't know, quarter, a third of the way through my internship. Um, so I'm like kind of at the point where I'm getting a handle on things. I have some confidence, but I'm not like, I know everything. I'm good. You know, I was still like, I need a lot of help and support. And one of the internal medicine faculty brought her cat in when I was on ER. So it was in the evening sometime, like, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night. It was late in the evening. And so it's me on ER. And one of my bosses, right, one of the faculty that is supposed to be teaching me how to do things, brings her own cat in. And, um, and she was, you know, she's kind of a tough, uh, a, you know, a bit of a tough cookie where it's just like, yep, you know, and, and wanted things done a certain way. And, um, so of course I'm like, oh crap, <laughs> like mm -hmm. this is, this is going to be terrible. And I was sort of expecting, this was, again, I think as a clinician, as a doctor, the first time I had somebody who one knew way more than I did was bringing an animal. That was definitely a first for me. Um, but anytime like, yeah, a, a the first time I really remember being the doctor when another uh, veterinarian in particular brought their pet in. And so I was expecting in my head that she was going to come in and just tell me what to do. And I was okay with that. <laughs> like that was, that was going to be, yep, yep. Just give me a list and I will do it. And she came in and she just had this look on her face, like 
she was freaking out a little bit and, and was just like, Oh my God, you know? And I was like, what is happening right now? And she's turning to me and, and, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, all right, she's just going to tell me what she wants done. And then she turns to me and she's like, what do we do? And I was like, what? <laughs> like, that's not how this was You're supposed the to doctor. go. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. I, I'm the doctor right oh, now. Oh no, I'm the doctor. And so, yeah. So fortunately, I think I like pulled it together really quickly. Um, and it, it probably helped that she was like, bah, and not necessarily processing. <laughs> like if she'd seen my face, she might've been like, well, maybe I want to go somewhere else. Um, so I pulled it together and I was like, okay, she's sort of freaking out right now, but she knew it, right? She was like, I, I'm freaking out. I'm sorry that I'm freaking out. And I was like, okay. And so then I was like, all right, uh, just treat her like you would treat anyone else. So go back to the basics. And I don't remember any details about the case at all. I don't even know what the cat was in for, but I remember just being like, okay, well, let's do this, this, this. And, you know, and, and she's just kind of like nodding and like, okay, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> you know, I, 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 cause I was half expecting her to be like, what? No, I can't believe you're you know going to do this and that. And she was like, okay, yeah, that all sounds good. She's like, okay, yep. Let's do that. She goes, thank you so much. I, she's like, I I'm useless when it's my own pets and I, but I trust you do what you think is best. And I was just like, okay, great. And like internally I'm like, Oh, this is the worst thing ever. Like this shouldn't be happening right now. Um, and again, I, I don't remember the details. I, like, I don't think the cat was as, it wasn't horribly sick. Um, but you know, did the initial things that night on ER. And then, you know, the next day there were more adults in, in the building who could help, but, um, the cat did okay, at least for the night. I don't, again, I don't remember any details, but I remember being so impressed that, um, once I like calm down and realized that like, okay, she knows that she is not an internist right now. <laughs> like in this moment right now, she is not qualified to make decisions or recommendations. She is a pet owner. That is, that is her entire role. And, and really it was unfair of me, uh, you know, to expect that she was going to know what to do. I, you know, I didn't know any better. I wasn't thinking about it in those terms. Um, and I hadn't really experienced that whole, all of that school falls out of one ear when it's your own animal. So I, I hadn't experienced that personally yet. And so, um, so yeah, my expectations were very different, but once, once I realized like, oh wow, she's one, she was very aware that she did not know what was happening right at that moment. And that she did extend that like, okay, yep. Tell me what you want to do. And that all sounds reasonable. And you know, that, that was it. And so I realized, wow, that was awesome that she had that much self-awareness. Um, I have not always had that experience with veterinarians. Now I'm so grateful that one of my earliest is earliest experiences as a doctor was with somebody who had that self-awareness because since then I've, I've absolutely worked with plenty of veterinarians who are equally unable to process things, but are not aware that they are unable to process things where they come in and they're like, well, why aren't you doing this? And why aren't you doing that? And you're like, those are all illogical things. Like what is wrong with you? You know? And then you have to be like, okay, we're trying to save the animal. Yeah. It, but, and, and those are really hard because when they, they don't recognize that they are, that their vet school has fallen out of their ear. They, they don't realize that. So they, they think they're making, I don't know, helpful or, or, you know, good recommendations. And I'm just like, okay, so now we have to calmly explain why I don't think that's a good idea. And it's really hard because they want that explanation. Cause like they literally are asking, why aren't you doing this? I'm like, because that's a stupid thing to yeah. do. And obviously I'm not going to say yeah, it's that. It's the old Mike Tyson adage. Oh, I don't know that one. That's uh you have a good plan until you get punched in oh, the face. Everybody has a great plan until you get punched in the face. Yeah. Um, I have yet to punch anyone in the face when they were being. Mike Tyson's done it a lot. I'm sure he's punched people in the face. Yeah. I, I think, think he got paid for it. Like 32 people. Only 32 people he has punched in the face. I 
bet that number is much higher. <laughs> now, he's maybe only gotten paid for punching 32 people in the face. Um, but no, it, it's it, maybe that's a good analogy. Like having your pet be sick is kind of like getting punched in the face yeah. and like, boom, ah, what the heck's going on? Um, but but you don't know that you've been punched in the face. Uh, I guess some yeah. people recognize they were punched in the face and others are like, wah. So I've definitely had veterinarians who, again, they're strangers to me because they're coming in on ER and that, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? What are you doing that for? And it's like trying to like calmly say, okay, let's, you know, let's talk about what, here's what I want to do. Um, so what do you do when you have the veterinarian who like, those are the two kinds you get, right? Somebody who is aware that they have like lost all sense of logic and, and, and they're not processing well versus those who haven't recognized that and want to micromanage everything you do. Um, so I try to head those off. So as a healthcare professional, and it doesn't have to be a veterinarian. So this could be, again, a nurse, a physician. Physicians, again, again, they can all, they can either be amazing or they could be terrible. But here's my trick. It's a little manipulative, not going to lie. Um, and, and I'll give you some caveats because it only works in, in certain things. So first off, um, you have to be confident in what you're recommending and you have to be able, like, you, you can't fake your way through this. Okay. So as long as you know what you want to do and can justify what you want to do and this is important, can admit what you don't know and what you're not sure of, like, you, but you have to be able to do that with confidence. Um, but if you are prepared for that, and so that, for me, that's key all the time anyway. Like anything I recommend, I'm going to be like, here is why. There's a reason why. Uh, if I don't have a reason why, I'm probably not going to recommend it or I'm going to open with, I'm not sure what to do in this situation. And so given what we have here, but again, even that, that's my, my rationale. So because of X, Y, and Z, here's what I want to try. There's always a reason and I can... Uh, because if, if not, I have to ask for help. I'm like, I have no idea what to do. Um, so there has to be, here's how I got from point A to point B. Here's why this is my plan. So I'm ready for that at any time. So as long as I have that, then I find out that the, the client in this situation is a healthcare professional. And, um, and so usually what I'll do, uh, this is where it gets a little manipulative. Uh, so I, I, I'll, I'm getting ready to talk to them about my plan, the case, whatnot. And I say, I understand that you are a blah, blah, blah. You're a nurse or you're a physician, you know, like, you know, what, what kind of, you know, what field are you in? Oh, okay. This is your area of expertise. Okay. Awesome. Um, well that, that's actually really great. Um, and this will probably make this easier. Um, so, you know, you, you'll understand then why I want to do these things. And that is so manipulative, but it works. It's like, okay, so then you understand why I want to do blah, 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 blah here's, here's what happens. <laughs> Cause now I have, there's two types of, of people here. There's people who are super confident in what they know and therefore can admit what they don't. And so they'll be like, actually, no, I don't understand why you want to do that. Explain it to me. Cool. Uh, because they're confident in their own knowledge or if they're not, and they're insecure, they do not want to admit <laughs> what they don't know and what they're, and they'll be like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, um, so, and then they might just be confident and they understand what you want to do. And they're like, yep, that all sounds great. Wonderful. Um, but for some of the people who, the, in, again, in my experience, the ones who be like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Um, often will be insecure and don't want to admit that they don't know why I want to do what I want to do. 
So it's super sneaky. But mm. again, you can't do that unless they go, well, no, I don't understand. Then you got to be prepared with why. Um, because you can't be like, well, you understand why. And then when they ask you to explain it, you're like, well, I don't understand why. <laughs> so you do have to be prepared for that. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, you, you probably understand why I want to do x-rays and blood work. Um, I mean, I'll just go through it quickly, but, you know, uh, the x-rays would be useful for looking for blah, blah, blah. And, you know, uh, CBC, you know, and I'm going to use my acronyms. I'm going to go through and I say, you know, I, in human medicine, maybe you use different acronyms. So if I say anything that doesn't make sense, just interrupt me. Um, but blah, 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 blah. And I'm just going to quickly go through things. And let me tell you, it works amazingly well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just did a training today for <gasps> what? customer service stuff. And the, did they say to do this? Um, <laughs> kind of. Really? So okay. they, they had a positive spin on it and they call it, it's like building a rapport yeah. with your customers. So that's, that's essentially right. what it is. You're just acknowledging that they Their have expertise. like, oh, we're both healthcare professionals. Yeah. That's something we have in common. So we can talk about this in our own jargon way. Yeah. And it's like, you've now like, you've now buddied up to them. Yeah. yeah. It does. I, I feel like it feels a little manipulative. If you but. were to, it would be manipulative <laughs> if you did it in like a condescending way. Yeah. No, I don't. And think then I they do. would know and people would be upset. But if you do it like in a friendly way. No, I usually, cause again, I usually follow this like, oh, oh, you're a gastroenterologist. Okay. Well that like, so yeah. let me know. I mean, but I, I'm guessing you probably understand then why I want to do this. Like that's pretty similar in human medicine to veterinary medicine. Yeah. But if anything is different, just let me know. Or I might be like, well, yeah. And the person, I don't know, maybe you would just jump to a CT scan, but we're probably going to start with an x-ray, you know? So I might just try again, like try to build that rapport. Mm-hmm. Um, and admit you probably that do the same thing with um, like other fields and you don't realize it. Like, yeah, oh, probably. you're a plumber, you know, about tubing. And oh, blah, absolutely. Blah. I would totally do that intentionally. I'd be like, oh, this is just like plumbing. Your kidneys are just, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, it's your sewer system. Um, no, I, I do like to, you know, find out what the client understands and what they don't, because it does save time for everybody. Like, oh, and like today I was talking to a client and we were talking about cardiac arrhythmias. Um, we weren't talking about like the patient, the pet had that. And I was like, so I don't know if you, you, and he's like, oh yeah, you know, had a, my wife had a pacemaker and I had a friend who had, you know, half of his heart was beating too fast and they had to kill that part of it. And so he was using like, you know, he didn't understand the medical terms, but he did have a pretty darn good understanding, uh, you know, a simplified version of what happened. And I was like, okay, yeah. So you kind of understand these are some of the things we're going to do um, or we're going to try to do for your dog and blah, blah, blah. So he did. Um, so getting uh, the client's perspective on what do they already know is really helpful. Um, I do I think make you're some also, assumptions. Um, you're, you're treating them also. Oh, Cause you sure. could just go and treat the animal and do everything fine. And then patch up the animal, give it back to them yeah, and they would just, hate it. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, this is a nobody told me anything that happened with your animal. Your animal's fine. Now we fixed You're it. You're welcome. Just pay the bill and leave. You're like, but, but what happened? But they want you to talk to them <laughs> yeah. too. And yeah. so it's kind of like a, like a double well, job. And, and it is. And, and honestly, I need them to be part of the team, right? Like I need them to be part of the decision-making. I need them to understand what's going on because it's not going to work otherwise. Like, okay, here, give these seven meds. What are you talking about? I work like 14 hours a day. I can't give a med three times a day. What, like seriously? Um, like we need to loop them in at the beginning. I like when we'll get, in fact, we'll get, I'll get consults from other services and they're like, okay, yeah, just have them give those three times a day. I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's possible. Like, yeah, in the hospital, in the ICU, we can give it three times a day, but but I don't know if these people can do that. So, what are our alternatives? You know, um, I was like, do, does that work? Do you just like do this and then walk away and hope yeah. for the best? But yeah, like, I think that's it's an easy thing to forget. Yeah, like you spend all this time learning all your fancy yeah. medicine and your anatomy. Yeah, but this medication and isn't going to work if nobody gets it in the animal. Right. 
like step one, is this possible for you? Is this affordable for you? Um, you know, is the post-op recovery care something you can do? Like we need to plan for these things in advance. Um, so yeah, I, the other, the other, this is just like common advice. This is what I tell, um, I've, I've started telling people, um, is talk to clients as if it was like your mom's best friend. That's the analogy I like to use. Not your, not your mom, not like a family member, not somebody you're super tight with, but somebody you, you know reasonably well. Like you're not going to talk to them like you're a doctor. Um, I, like I, I hate that idea that like, okay, I'm going to wear my white coat and I'm going to use my professional language and I'm not going to be human being at all. This is how it is. I am a robot. It's like, no, just talk to them like they're a person, not somebody you're super close with, but somebody you know, and you know, you have some links here. Like we have this common, we have this thing in common where we're both human beings and we have animals and we love them and we want them to do well. And so I can just talk to you like a person. And that's actually for me, the best way to build a rapport, whether it's with another professional. Yeah. yeah imagine or, if you had like a contractor, like doing some remodeling of your house and you just got in there and you talked like an architect the whole time. Yeah. Well, you know, the structural integrity over here, we're going to need to do a, a beam that has a little bit more, like, uh, you know, I, malleability. But this blah, is, this blah, is blah, just blah. where I cook. I can, can I cook in this room? Is this a thing? Can, can the counters be level? Like, can it look pretty? Yeah. Like talk to me in my language. Like I'm a person and we have these common things that we've experienced. So can we just, can you, and, and that's part of, I think showing empathy is just like, man, this really sucks. You're having a rough day, you know, rather than being like, I understand that what you're going through is a lot. It seems very challenging. It's like, man, you're having a crap day, aren't you? Like, you're, you're expressing empathy. They both are. But one of them feels genuine <laughs> because one of them kind of is. And the other one is like, I was told to say something empathic at this time. Yeah. You know, and you're like, well, I mean, that's a good start if that's where you are, if it's not coming naturally. Um, but I think just getting in the mindset of treat this person like you would want, you know, a, one of your loved ones. Like if, you know your mom went into somebody else for, as the veterinarian, how would you want her to be treated? That's how you should treat all of your clients. Um, but talk to them like they're real people. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, but those, that's, that's one scenario, um, where the client is a healthcare worker. And I've had such good success with that is just acknowledge that they have this expertise, you know, dig into it a little bit more if you need to, and then rely on it. You know, um, one, it will save you time, right? You don't have to go through and explain how a kidney works. This is, this is great. Okay. So here's the deal, blah, blah, blah. This is what we're going to do speed through. Um, so give them some credit again. Like if I use any acronyms that you're not familiar with, just let me know. Cause I may just go off on my jargon and you know, cause that, that happens pretty commonly especially between human medicine and vet med. Um, but even just regional things, um, that can happen. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's one of my, my tricks. The other one that is related is when you have a client who is not a medical professional, um, but specifically they have a, a, a close friend or a family member who is a veterinarian. Okay. Presumably they either are, are not physically nearby or they're on vacation or they live in a different area. Um, and that's pretty common. Um, I, I see this fairly frequently. Usually for me, I find out from like a technician or a student that's like, oh, and they said something like, you know, her aunt is a, is a veterinarian. I'm like, oh, cool. Here's how we're going to solve this. Um, and I, I, I treat these people how, again, I want my family members to be treated. So if I find out that a, a client has a close friend or family member who is a veterinarian, basically close enough that if they lived in the same town, this is who they would go to, right? This, this is who they're calling when they have questions. 
I go, Hey, I understand that, um, your, you know, your, your sister is a veterinarian. Is that right? Okay. Would it be helpful for you? Is this, if, if you would like, I'm willing, do you want me to just talk to her directly? Like, I'm, I'm still going to talk to you. Um, but I'm happy to, you know, either give her a call or I can give you my number. She can call me. Um, and we can talk through this Would that. Would that be helpful? Would you like that? And boy, oh boy, let me tell you, this is a win, 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 win. Because one of two things that will happen, they will either say, oh my gosh, yes, that, that would be super helpful because honestly, I don't understand any of this. And if you can just explain it to my sister, this will be so much easier. Um, and then you're like, cool. Um, or they'll say that, thank you. Thank you for offering. But uh, no, like, I think, I think we're okay. But just offering it, like saying, I am willing to talk to your loved one about what I'm doing conveys so many things. One, I am confident in what I'm recommending and I can defend it to somebody who has expertise to, to sort of critique my plan. And I am super willing, everything I'm doing is transparent. This is, this is what I want to do. And I, it's easy for me to defend this. Um, and two, like I recognize that I am a stranger to you and that you are going to trust your loved one way more than you trust me. Like, duh, of course you are. Um, like I don't take this personally that you are going to trust your sister over me, a complete stranger at this point. Um, and so, and it takes just the pressure off of them of having to be like, but I really want to run all this by my sister. She's a veterinarian. And of course I trust her more. It's, it's nothing against me. So I've just taken the pressure off. Um, so there's so much relief on the part of the client in that situation. Um, now some of some people listening might be like, Oh, but now I have to talk to another person. No, 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 no. This is like the greatest thing ever. I actually hope that they say yes in these situations. And here's why I'm going to say, okay, well, you know, I'm still going to go over everything with the client. But then when I get up on the phone or whatever with the, 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 the veterinarian who is a friend or a loved one, uh, one, I can explain the situation super quickly. Like, okay, so how familiar are you with your sister's dog? Okay, blah, blah, blah. Give them the scoop. Here's what she told me. Here's what I'm finding. Here's what I recommended. Here's my plan. And it, it's like super quick. Um, and again, like the last one, this really only works if, if I am confident in what I'm recommending, but I shouldn't be recommending it if I, <laughs> if I don't have a reason yeah. for it. Um, and, uh, and so I can be like, here's what I want to do. Here's my thoughts. Do you have any, any other insight or, or thoughts on that? Um, and they're usually like super appreciative one that I was willing to talk to them. Um, and then again, I present my plan. I have my reasons. Um, it goes pretty quick and they're like, that all sounds great, honestly. Yeah. And then what they do is they get on the horn with their family member or friend and they go, yeah, that all sounds great. Do what she said. (laughs) Um, and, um, the other thing that can happen really nicely is they might be able to share some insight with me that the client maybe isn't comfortable with. Like, Hey, I know. Yeah. So my sister will, she'll probably do whatever you tell her to do, but like, honestly, money is a little bit tight. So I know you recommended X, Y, and Z, but, um, if we can talk to them about doing maybe like starting step-by-step or maybe cutting back on this blood work and just doing that, like we can have that conversation, understanding the, the risks and benefits of cutting some of those corners to save money. Like it sometimes just provides really helpful insight or, yeah, I know she said she could do that, but honestly, she's not going to be able to carry that dog up the stairs three times a day. Like that's not going to happen. So we're going to have to come up with another plan. Um, so sometimes they just have, because of their experience and expertise insight that the client might not feel comfortable sharing. Um, so I find that super duper, my favorite example of this, I was working overnight um, in Florida years ago, and we had this case come in. Um, this this older lady, she was probably, I would guess, in her seventies, and she brings in her cat. The cat had a swollen face 
and hadn't been eating. The, the hadn't been eating was the main concern that she had. So she has this young cat. It had gone to the vet, her regular vet, either the day before or two days before or the last two days in a row, I can't remember, with this swollen face. And so initially, and it was symmetrically swollen, initially they thought this is an allergic reaction, which is what everyone would have thought. And so they treated it appropriately for an allergic reaction, but the swelling hadn't gone down and the cats just didn't want to eat. And I'm like, this is super weird. <laughs> and I don't know what the heck is okay, because the cat otherwise seemed fine. And uh, so I had no idea what was going on. I was like, it looks like an allergic reaction, but it's already been treated for an allergic reaction. It hasn't improved. So I don't really know, but it's otherwise good. So the student comes back, you know, get, gets the history. and was like, and she, she mentioned that like her son is a veterinarian or something like that. And I was like, but they didn't get more information. I'm like, all right, watch this, <laughs> watch how this works. So I go in, it's probably, you know, it's late at night. Um, and uh, so I start talking to her, I said, I understand, it was, did I understand right that your son is a veterinarian? She's like, yeah, but you know, he's in Colorado. And I said, well, you know, would you, would it be helpful if I talked to him directly? Is that something you would like? She, oh, would that, would that would be, oh, I would love that. You know, she was like, Especially that would be great. Especially he's in Colorado. Exactly, still, three hours behind yeah. or two hours behind or whatever it was. So um, I was like, yeah. And so I was like, have him call this number, like get a hold of him, have him call this number. And so, you know, like five, 10 minutes later, um, you know, uh, this guy from Colorado calls and, um, and so I was talking to him. He was like, Hey, thanks. Thank you so much. Like, this is, this is super helpful. You know, my mom, like, she's not really sure. She's trying to explain what's going on. And I was like, look, I don't know what's going on with your mom's cat. Like, I honestly have no idea. It's really weird. Um, it looks like an allergic reaction, except, you know, she's already been to her vet. So I basically just told him all the things like, I don't know, but here's what I, here's what I recommended to your mom. Here's what I want to try. Keep the cat for the night, do X, Y, and Z, and we'll see what happens. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, do you have any other ideas? And he's like, no, that all sounds good. Um, I was like, okay. Turns out it was just a Himalayan cat. Yeah, right. Uh, I still don't know what happened with, I mean, I know what happened. The cat started eating. I actually, I think I still have video of this cat eating um, because it made a funny, it was like, when it was eating, it was hilarious. Uh, I don't know if that's how it always ate, but it did for me on that video. I was like, but it was eating, which was the main complaint was that the cat wasn't eating. So it had this like moderately swollen face eating its food. Um, But at any rate, so you know, the son calls his mom a little bit later and, you know, they, they talk about it to just, you know, confirm that she's comfortable with the plan. So I come back in the room and she's like, my son said you were awesome and I should just do whatever you said. <laughs> and I was like, well, your son sounds like a genius. <laughs> um, but, uh, and he was, he was super nice on the phone. He was super grateful that I talked to him again. I probably spent maybe five minutes on the phone with him and boom, I just like instant trust with everybody. So I did basically nothing for this cat. Kept it in the hospital overnight, watched it. I, you know, did a couple other things. The cat started eating. She came back in the morning and was just, again, like, oh my gosh, I'm just so grateful. Everything you guys were, like, I really didn't do anything except I said, here's, here's what I can offer for you. And so again, the son who, you know, he'd probably been a vet for, you know, 20, 30 years. And uh, I just talked to him and was like, well, I, and again, my speech was, I don't know what's going on with your mom's cat. I was like, here's the good news. She's stable, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So you don't have to have all the answers to do this. Just be honest with people. And I gained, they gained their trust. They were like, cool. Just that willingness yeah. um, to talk well, to them. That was the thing that happened with your uh, grandma when she moved to Florida yep. and had to get a new vet. Mm-hmm. She went to a vet and they asked some, told her some things that she wasn't sure about. And she's like, can my like, yep. granddaughter speak to you? And he said, no, he doesn't have time to... Mm-hmm. 
to talk to people on the phone. Yeah, this was actually so, when she was still in California. But oh, yeah. was it in California? Yeah, it was before she moved back. But yeah, so she called me. She was like, hey, she's living in California. I'm in Florida, so I can't be her vet. And she goes to her vet and they recommend a bunch of things. And I'm like, I don't, this doesn't make sense to me, grandma. And I was assuming that my grandma just didn't understand, right? I wasn't assuming that what they did was wrong. I was like, I just, I need to understand a little bit better. And she doesn't know the right questions to ask. I was like, do you think, you know, ask them if it'd be okay if I talked to them. And yeah, he was like, nope, I'm, I'm very busy. Um, and my grandma said, she goes, my granddaughter. And she's like, I think he got really upset because either because I was young or because I was a woman, she, she was already not feeling good about this. Vet. Yeah. So she left. She was like, I'm getting a new vet. And I was like, I think that's a good plan. Yeah. Well, cause it instantly says it's like, you don't trust another veterinarian to talk to mm-hmm. and you're too busy to yeah, even, like I'm too if you're too busy, busy to, to talk on the phone, then you're too busy to deal with my well, animal. And I gave her my phone number and my email address. Like you could send me an email with information. We don't have to get on the phone. Like there's so many opportunities. Yeah. I tell um, friends and family members, like when you go to establish a new vet, be honest and say, hey, my sister, my daughter, my granddaughter, whatever is she's a got veterinarian. A podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's like, she's a veterinarian, but you know, I, she lives far away. Um, you know, would you, if, if there's ever anything that's crazy going on, would you be comfortable talking to her about stuff? Cause it would just give me some peace of mind. But like this idea that of course they're going to trust me more than you. I am like their relative. <laughs> they know me like this is, it's not like you shouldn't. So you, if you're a veterinarian, if you're listening, don't take it personally. <laughs> like this is just normal stuff. And everyone, everyone who is in vet med and is listening to this podcast has had a friend or a family member call and ask them for advice on what to do with a Hey, uh, my dog's been dragging its butt around, blah, blah. What do I do? Like, hey, we've look all at had this that rash. Yeah, exactly. We've all had this happen. And so it's normal. Assume that everyone else is doing that to their friends and family as well. And so just offer to like, hey, can we just speed this up and make it? It just, ugh, it works so well. That's the best advice I can give you for making those situations. What can be really awkward and tense situations end up being 10 times better and you look like the hero and you really don't have to do much. It actually makes your, I find it's every time I do this, it makes things easier. Like everything just goes more smoothly. So those are my big tips, things that I have learned over the years that just work so well. Um, yeah. So that's my advice is one, don't, don't get all, you know, you know, get your feelings hurt um, because somebody wants to talk to their, you know, relative um, about vet med, somebody that they trust. If it's a physician, I don't really care who it is. I'll talk anybody that you're going to go to and get advice from. I'd rather just talk to them directly. Like, so then we can talk about this. If you're not a medical professional yourself, but somebody, you know, is we can have a much quicker, better, and more accurate conversation directly than you trying to translate in the middle. That never goes well. And then also maybe if you don't know what you're doing, they can tell you what to do. <laughs> Heck, I mean, <laughs> truly, like if you have ideas, I want to hear them. <laughs> I mean, and that's true if it's your pet too. Like if you have ideas, I am open to hearing this. Uh, th- I think that's, um, again, people need to remember that like that's a sign of confidence, like being able to hear someone else's ideas and not being like, nope, I know everything there is. No, of course you don't know everything there is to know. Ask other people. Maybe they have a good idea. Oh, crap. That's a good idea. I hadn't thought of that. That's awesome. Keep them coming. <laughs> you know, like we're on, we're on the same team. Our goals are to help this animal get better. That's our goals. So like nobody's out here trying to be like, nope, my aim was for my dog to be sick for as long as possible. I have all this money to burn and I just don't know how to spend it. So like, no, it's not really a thing. I mean, yes, technically it is. That, yeah, mun- that, that it's is Munchausen's by proxy. Yeah. I know. But it's just, it, nobody has it. It's it's great for movies and TV. Like one in a bajillion people actually has this. Um, so please don't go assuming that every third client you have has Munchausen's well, by then, proxy. And then um, 
Every and horse owner cents. also has it too. Probably. Right. Yeah, That's a, <laughs> was it my old boss? He would talk to me. He's like, he worked at a feed store for a while, well, oh, yeah. kind of a feed store. And he was talking about like the people with their horses. They love to talk about all the extra stuff they need to give to their horse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that some of that is probably not. The, I think Munchausen's is where you. Um, yeah, they weren't trying. They weren't making them sick, sick. They but they're yeah. That's more like it it's like hypochondriac by proxy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. There's probably a different term for it, but yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's those are my tips and tricks for uh, communication specific things, um, things that I've kind of figured out or developed over the years that work for me, and hopefully they work for you. Let me know. Bye. Bye. Bye.